I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here today with David Henderson. Hi, Covenant family. And you might be surprised that we are having a sermon discussion today because there was virtually no sermon on Sunday. And you are right. We are not going to be discussing the sermon today. Um, we are, though, just to mention Sunday service services. Wow. Yeah, I'll say. just so amazing to hear all the testimonies. I tell you, it is it is so moving to to me when I, you know, I'm overwhelmed by what God's doing in my own life. And I'm one person on the planet. And then when I start to think, you know, think that there are more than a billion followers of Jesus who are alive right now, not even to speak of all those who've come before us. And he is just as creatively tenaciously pursuing and at work in the lives of every one of those other people as he is in my life. And I love being reminded of that. Oh, yeah. Yes. I loved hearing all of the stories. And I know that we only heard a small portion of how God is at work in each of our lives. And it was just lovely. Mm -hmm. I tell you one special highlight for me this time that was new was how many children just hopped up. We've had children share, I think, every single time we've done this. Mm. It's usually just been one or two. And it was so fun to have a dozen or more kids uh, jump up and be able to share the reasons that they were grateful. That was a real joy for me. Oh, yeah. There were 13. I I did take notes. (laughs) I I can't help myself. So I put a hash mark for every child who spoke and there were 13 in second service. Yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. But we're here today to talk more about a simple Christmas at Covenant. Um, I know we've talked about this a little bit. You put out a video on our Facebook, um, on our Facebook page, kind of giving a little bit of the background of our, of our plans for Christmas for Advent. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it would be helpful to have a little bit of a conversation about how we arrived at a simple Christmas and then just to flesh it out once again for those who haven't had a chance to watch the video or read our blog post or whatever. So um, so let's go back a little bit and talk about why why a simple Christmas? How did we arrive at this? Well, I think um, it, it may sound simplistic, but I think it would be accurate to say that we together as a lead team um part of this from travis part from me and all of us discerning this together just had a sense that this is a direction god was leading us and mm-hmm. and i think uh it's really interesting um this is something travis and i have talked about a lot just in our conversation about uh, worship planning vision and that kind of thing how um there is a way that awe and wonder which are certainly at the heart of the Christmas season, this whole idea that God has come and visited us. I mean, what awe and wonder are kind of at the heart of all of that, the angels, the wise men showing up from across the desert and so on. Um, Awe and wonder can lead us in in two directions at the same time. Mm. One is kind of up, more grand, majestic, glorious, loud, triumphant, blast off the roof kind of uh celebration and and another parallel response is the is how awe just kind of quiets us into silence and and wonder and awe and and um 
and everything becomes still in us and mm. we move to a place of um, sort of breathtaking wonder and reflection and it's kind of the difference between the angels and mary mm-hmm. right because the angels showed up and they are like hey guys this is what's going on and let's we're gonna praise god and and blow the roof off <laughs> off of the sky and then mary right. just pondered all these things in her heart yeah exactly and each character responds uh with awe and wonder in a different way and and it's that kind of leads into some of what we're wanting to do. One of the things we thought is, um, well, let me let me come back to that. So just yeah. just thinking thinking in terms of uh, simple, mm-hmm. really the the two words we've used to um, as kind of paraphrases of that idea are mm-hmm. focused. Uh, there's a sense for us that the Christmas season can get so cluttered, and even with really good things, it's almost always really good things except right. for maybe some of the mall browsing and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's um, it getting together with people and office workers and that kind of stuff. But um, we didn't want to try to wedge something in that would just feel like clutter. We wanted to mm. try to um, get a little elbow room for that reflection uh, to focus, just to focus on Jesus as the heart of it all. And then the other is the, the idea of it's being uncluttered. Uh, so it's um, we have room in order to have focus and those two that kind of those two uh, things informed uh, the the way we approached it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're not doing a, a separate special Christmas program of any kind. That's why we're encouraging all of our ministries to pair back and just do kind of the, the crucial non-negotiable dimensions of ministry during the month of December. But then what we're doing is uh, pouring our creative efforts into what we're doing each uh, Sunday morning in December. And I think it's really going to be fun. So just exactly what you were talking about, just as an example, the first Sunday, we focus on the response of Mary and Joseph to this child and how they welcome Jesus. And we're using children to lead us in our whole worship service. And uh, to remind us of that kind of childlike posture of humility and availability, wonder. And then the next Sunday, we're focusing on the angels coming and and whooping it up in celebration. You know, all the angels gather from throughout existence and and celebrate the, the wonder of what God is doing redemptively. And that's going to be choir and orchestra, and it'll be a grand celebration appropriately, uh, kind of joining in um, from with the angelic beings. And and so each of the four Sundays will have a different quality to it and mm-hmm. and a different approach that, that parallels the characters in the story whose part in the story we're following. And with each one, we're asking the question, how did they welcome Jesus? And what can we learn from them about how we might welcome Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right. So So basically... I mean, and and you can read on our blog, you, the audience, David, you wrote this, <laughs> so <laughs> you don't need to read it since you wrote it, yeah. but on our blog, it talks about four gatherings at our place and one gathering at yours. And so the four gathering at our place are the Sunday mornings in Advent. And not only each service is going to be special, but then there's a special kind of, um, 
activity going on. Like this Sunday, we're asking people to bring a plate of their favorite cookies to share. And we'll just have those out in the hub that you can snack on with your coffee in between services. Um, and then on the 10th, we're, we're inviting people to bring gifts for Bravely, formerly Matrix, for, to bless mothers and their babies, which is incredibly appropriate at Christmas time, mm-hmm. thinking about welcoming Jesus as a baby. And then a big pancake breakfast on the 17th. And then, of course, Christmas Eve. Um, and why don't you tell us what we're doing Christmas Eve, which happens to land on a Sunday this year? Right. Yeah, it's a really unique thing. Um to have Christmas Eve, you know, normally it's like Christmas Eve uh, with the last Sunday in Advent is on a separate day from Christmas Eve. And it happens that they line up on the same day this time. So staying with the theme of a simple Christmas, thinking about uh, simplifying what our days of celebration might look like on Christmas Eve, simplifying what the uh, volunteer commitment is going to be for those particularly in worship arts and facilities areas who are who are giving uh, so much so sacrificially. The decision that we made, and it was after a lot of prayerful discussion, you'll remember, was let's do a, 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 a single service that we plan and then mm-hmm. offer that just at three times during that day and evening and with the thought that each person in the covenant family would pick one of those to come to. Certainly, if you want to come back with a, a guest or a family member for in the evening or something, that's great. You know, we're not saying you can only come to one, mm-hmm. uh, but it will be the same service. So we're having a service, a single service on Sunday morning, the 24th, uh, 1030. And then we're having two evening services, exact same one as in the morning at five o'clock and at 630. And there's mm-hmm. information in the e-news that's gone out on the website about uh, the uh, kind of child care and coverage that we provide for kids. Right. Classes and child care. All of that is on our website, on either on our blog or on our events page, the calendar page. So if you have questions about those kinds of details, just look it up. Um, so those are the four gatherings at our place and then one gathering at your place. So tell us a little bit about what that is about. Yeah. And I wish that was literally at my place to have the whole church family <laughs> over, but yeah. Wouldn't that well, be lovely? <laughs> it would be lovely. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so the the thought here is, um, you know, one of the one of the things we'll be focusing on on the seventeenth is the response of the shepherds, and it mm-hmm. is really remarkable when you think about it that the there is this kind of two step response that they do um, when after they hear the news of the angels, they they dash to the manger scene. And and they worship and then they dash away from the major scene and they go and tell everybody that they see what it is that, that they've just experienced. This angel made this promise and then they or these angels and then they they come and they see the fulfillment of it. And these are the promises related to this child. You guys come and see this. You guys, could this be true? You know, that kind of. So the going and telling part is so important. And we've been, as you know, as a congregation, we've been focusing on just loving our literal neighbors, just intentionally mm-hmm. finding ways to serve them, honor them, pursue them, get to know them, get to know their kids, their pets, all that kind of thing. Um, so um, it feels really like an integral part of our response to the story, not only that we would open our hearts to Jesus and worship and honor him as king, but that we would follow the pattern of the, of the shepherds and go and tell others. So practicing hospitality 
we see as a kind of a non-negotiable part of the holiday season. So mm-hmm. we're encouraging everybody in the church family to find some occasion, some excuse to to bring a single neighbor, uh, a couple, a family, uh, the neighbors who all the neighbors who live right around you, your whole street, your whole neighborhood, whatever you want to do. Uh, the numbers aren't the important thing, but just the intentionality during a holiday season. Just have a, you know, call it a holiday gathering. So you don't have to offend people about it being called a Christmas gathering, just a holiday mm. open house. Um, and then, and then have people over and you could make Christmas cookies or watch a goofy movie like a Christmas story or a beautiful movie like the nativity, or you could uh, have a pancake breakfast for your neighborhood kids or, well, I mean, there are all kinds of options. And I think, um, it can be done in a pretty safe and easy, comfortable uh, yeah. way. I mean, it, yeah. it feels risky to do, but I think it's um, it's so yeah. gratifying to be able to open our homes for our neighbors. So yeah. we want to encourage everybody just like, this is all we're asking, these five things, four times with us every Sunday uh, during the Advent season or Christmas Eve in the evening. Um, and, then, uh, and then one time when you open the door to your neighbors during yeah. the month. Yeah. I was, I've been thinking about this and, um, and realizing like my neighbors, some of my neighbors are older and they do not get out, um, during the holidays and, or during the cold weather. And so I've thought, you know what, I've, I've been, you know, in the past I've brought cookies to them, you know, homemade cookies. Um, but I just kind of like hi at the door and just, um, kind of, dash. (laughs) And so this year I decided, you know what, really, I'm just going to, I'm going to call my one neighbor who's pretty housebound. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to bring cookies over and I'm, I've got an hour to spend with you. Um, and so, you know, so that it isn't inviting her into my home, but she can't really come into my home. And so I'm just going to take what I can to her. Um, and then another neighbor, um, their family is her, the wife has been fighting cancer. And so Mm. I'm going to take over a whole meal. Um, with the cookies and just say, you know what, I, I should have done this earlier and I'm sorry, but here it is for now. And I love that. So just a couple of ways, like, even if I can't have people into my home because of their situations, just thinking about their situations and how can I be of service there? Yeah. So I, I um, love that. And I think, and, and that's a beautiful example of, uh, your attentiveness to where the people who are around you are you know that it's you know what it's kind of the answers that god gave you to what might i do to just show love and and, and mm-hmm. a warm and welcoming heart to these folks and you know i can see a situation where the way to do it is i'm i'm uh framing in a basement room in my house and i'm going to ask two guys in my neighborhood to come sit, spend a saturday morning helping me frame it in you know, that doesn't have anything Christmas connected, but it's an excuse to say, hey, I could use your help. I I'd, I would love to have this time with you guys. Would you? I mean, it, I think you can just take all kinds of different oh, yeah. forms that depend yeah. completely on what is the nature of the relationship I've got with you and with you and with you and with you. And right. And Lord, how would you lead me? Right. Exactly. And so there's no expectation like when I was in Illinois, I would have this Christmas tea and invite the whole neighborhood. And it was a huge undertaking. And that, I mean, if you want to do that, that's great. And that's something that I will, that I'm aspiring to in the future, but it's not the season for that. So, 
um, just yep. being aware of where you are. Exactly. Like in our case, we, you know, like during COVID, we started really intentionally kind of started from scratch uh, building relationships all through our neighborhood, particularly with those who live right immediately around us, but with the whole neighborhood. So we sent out a text at the start, I mean, over Thanksgiving to the people who live right around us, telling them how much we appreciated them and what a joy it was to have them as our neighbors and how grateful we were to God for his plunking them next to us. And then, um, and then we're going to be doing an open house for our whole street, which is 22 houses. Uh, and because we're at that place in developing the relationships, it's, it's a right next step for us. Right. But that's not where we need to start. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the one last thing I think that we need to talk about, about uh, Christmas at Covenant are, 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 is our Advent devotions. Yeah. <laughs> See if I could speak grammatically correctly. <laughs> I know that's hard when you get all those right, right <laughs> side by side. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is really, uh, I thought this was a really fun idea and I, I am so grateful to the you know, more than 20 different people who contributed to this. We asked uh, some staff folks, some elders, and some folks in the congregation if they would do a, a kind of a mini devotional. Um, you know, because you uh, helped lay them out. Okay. Thank you. To, you're giving us a, kind of a single, simple tool. Um, the, they are just a couple sentences. To, here's a passage of scripture. Read this. Here are a couple comments or context or uh, thoughts that this triggers, and then just a few questions for conversation around your table uh, as as you look at that passage of scripture. And I really appreciate the the effort that was made to come up with those, and I think they're creatively done. And the whole goal of that is um, to facilitate your own um, simple Christmas around your table. As, as a single person to do those reflections silently, as a, maybe within a family to do those as a conversation around a meal each day. And the fun of that is then it's not just your family that's having the discussion, but it's really our whole family that's having this discussion as each day we're all reading the same passage of scripture and, and all responding to the same questions. And I think that mm -hmm. facilitates a, a, a sense of usness that's really valuable for us and part of reinforcing the simple Christmas that kind of get back to the, to the the bedrock elements of what the faith is about yeah yeah and just as as a mom who tried to do something like this when my children were little and being rushed off to children's choir events and whatever um just so much grace over that right like if you don't get to it every day just move on to the next day or just go day by day um and whether you did it on December 2nd or December 3rd or December 10th, um, just go through it when, yeah. as you can, as you're able. I think um, that's a great word. Yeah. Cause I, I know <laughs> even, even when we try to, uh, you know, even at, even though at Covenant, we are focusing on a simple Christmas, that does not mean that your Christmas is simple, and especially if you have children in elementary, middle and high school and all their activities and all their sporting events and, you know, and everything's happening around you. But it's more of um, a heart attitude, right? That's what we want to help you cultivate is a heart attitude of 
Let's focus on the reason for the season. Let's take a deep breath at the dinner table and let's just remember. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It is. There's not an expectation that it looks a certain way. And I think that the thought of doing a simple Christmas in part was to give us all a little bit of a nudge and go, so it isn't just the church deciding for us how busy our schedule is or not, but mm-hmm. so that we, it just maybe a little nudge to go, okay, is there something I could do to pare down my life in December a little bit more to the basic things? So do I have to do all of this in order mm-hmm. for it to be a full and satisfying Christmas season? Uh, and I think for a lot of us, there, we might have a sense that there's a little bit we could do to pare back. And sometimes yeah. that means just a minute or two here or there, but uh, yeah. that can be valuable for the sake of um, that yeah. little bit of extra time of reflection or worship or whatever it is. And one if you're, is, oh, I was just going to say, if, if you're one of those, um, one of those, some of those people who don't have children in your home, and you're thinking, well, I was really looking forward to having a Christmas celebration with my family. Well, just just a little reframe that Sunday mornings our, are our Christmas celebrations. And there's plenty going on in the community. If you want to go to a Christmas concert, you know, there's some at Purdue and there's some at the, you know, the Master Chorale. And there's just all sorts of ways you can celebrate Um and maybe you want to add something into your calendar that normally you wouldn't add because your days feel a little bit more open. Um, so that's yeah, also more time with family and friends. Yeah, I love yeah, that. I think yeah. that's very perceptive. Yeah, that's great. And uh, we're also part of why we're doing these these little add-in elements on the Sunday mornings is so that just to encourage maybe maybe I come. Um, 10 minutes early, not just to get a good seat, but to just interact with the people who are around me. And maybe I plan to linger and, and even to pray ahead of time. Lord, is somebody, who would you want me to be an encouragement to this morning? Not how do I come and get my needs met and then off I go, but how do I come to meet the needs and respond to the needs of others then? Uh, mm-hmm. So just that linger longer kind of notion to, 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 uh, give ourselves just a little bit more of the, the fun of being able to be together as a family and not just come for an event. So one of the things I was going to mention about Sunday morning is um, the way that we've conceived of this, this would actually be a really good time to bring uh, uh, along people you've developed relationships with who mm. are not followers of Jesus. Because the, mm-hmm. the as the preaching team's talking about this, we're going to do a back to the basics, start as though you've never heard the story before. Um, a very simple retelling of kind of what's at the heart of, of each of these things. What, uh, and mm. so, so I've thought of some people that I know who I'm interacting with in the community are not followers of Jesus and I've already invited one to join us for that series. Um, I think, uh, it's the kind of series that would really lend itself to that. If, if right. there's somebody in that place in your life. Yeah. That's a great idea. All right. Well, I think that we've covered everything. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I I look forward to seeing how God meets us in this. I think it'll really be a joy to to watch. Oh, it, so do you want to say anything about the Christmas offering? I mean, I know that. Oh yes, yes. That um, yes. Every year, uh, the missions team, the missions partnership team, um, finds a project or two or three um, where gifts over and above are 
our regular tithes can go and help further the gospel or help support um, our missions partners around the world. And so this year, they um, they have chosen three different organizations and three different ways to further the gospel, like this, the gospel message particularly, um, using, and I, I'm not clear on all the details, but I can tell you where to find them, which is in your e-news, um, in the Advent e-news that was sent out on Saturday that has an overview of all the projects. And then um, t- today's e-news will have, t- the next three weeks will have, but we'll focus on each one of those projects, each one of those ministries um, in, in a little bit more detail. And then also, if you get in the stewardship letter, there'll also be some more information about that. Get that in your mailbox, in your And I think uh, Julie might be mentioning something about that this Sunday morning, too. So just a lot of opportunities to get yes. touch in uh, there. Yeah, and, and uh you know, I, I just would, yeah. in this moment, want to commend, there's so many people working so hard in so many different dimensions of our life. I watch the way the staff, you, Michelle, how you, how much you do coordinating mm. communication and uh, and Esther with you as a team. And I mean, you can just kind of look down every corridor of our life as a church and see that. Two places I see that in particular are with the, the really beautiful sacrificial investment being made by the worship arts ministry team. And we'll, we'll get to, mm, uh, mm-hmm. be brought into the, ushered into the presence of God through their efforts over these next four Sundays. But also, um, the worship, uh, the, um, the mission partnership team. Wow. How faithfully, mm. uh, conscientiously they work. And one of the ways that that surfaced this year that was really interesting is, uh, often it just is really clear what the project should be. Like last year, the Ukrainian refugee work and, uh, and the support of that mm. in Poland and in uh, in Romania, the, at these two kind of front Romania. door places, and we mm-hmm. and Covenant had people we've sent the uh, to those fields and people we've supported and have gotten to know. And this year, there just was no obvious um, kind of obvious. Our partners saying, "Hey, this is what we want to do next." And I love how prayerfully and diligently the mission partnership team. Uh, considered options and explored those. And, and I'm really excited about the proposal that they have. And as you said, it's really, it kind of gets back to just people who've never heard the name of Jesus before having a chance to hear about it. And it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. So you can read more in the e-news um, about that. And if you don't get the e-news, email me through the website and I'll be happy to put you on the list. So, well, thank you, David, for your time today. I appreciate just being able to go over the simple Christmas idea again for um, for the Covenant family. I think it'll be an exciting season. I look forward to watching how God meets us in our awe and wonder and that extra little bit of extra margin Mm -hmm. and to be rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. And thank you to our audience for joining us today, whether you joined us live Um, on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We're grateful for the time you spent with us today. And as we go out and anticipate Advent, remember, we are living a life of love, loving Jesus, loving his people and pouring out his love on the world. Have a great day. 